0: Good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to my podcast, My Love of Life Energy. And this is Anna Scott, and I am doing a series on the the, the muse writers. The the I just went blank on the book. What did we write? What's <laughs> the book? The Stories from the Muse has become a better writer. And today is my final um, interview with one of the authors, Neha Vejas. And I don't know Neha, but we've just been talking and I finally said, I have to hit record because I had all these questions that I wanted to speak to her about because I found her fascinating and breathtakingly beautiful. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I'm enjoying it at this moment. So welcome Neha, it's good to meet you.
1: You too, Anna, thank you. And I'm enjoying it as
0: well. You, you said you were writing, um, you were our author in the story of the Muses with Jules and you said you've been writing your whole life and that you love writing what is it that you love about writing
1: for me since i was young it was a way of making sense of my inner world it mm-hmm. was in the back of my notebooks even in school like in high school it would be me figuring things out or letting it out my mind my busy mind and getting it all out on paper somehow used to just help so it wasn't like it was a lot of journaling a lot of um Yeah, there's something about the written word for me, very much the written word and the process of ink, right? Pen in my hand, in on paper, and that is still how I write. And I have to then type it all up, but I first always write um, with Mm. pen on paper. And there's something that happens in that process, not even necessarily the creation of what the words are, but for me, just that process is so supportive to clear my head, to clear my mind, to make sense of my world. And, and in there, find some nuggets along the way that I couldn't have thought up, but in the magic of writing, they show up.
0: Oh, wow. Does it Was it like that you would begin to see what was in there?
1: Yeah, rather than the noise, it's like the noise might be there on the paper, but something else would
0: cut through. Yeah. What it reminds me of is like a treasure chest, you know, like you go open up a treasure chest and all of a sudden you find the gold.
1: Yeah. And you, sometimes you have to sift through the stuff that is muck. (laughs) and The muck muck is what brought me to the page, right? And it's not that I thought that I would find treasure and yet inevitably there were, I kept coming back to
0: it. So yeah. Yeah. And so how did method writing impact your so method writing is what this book was created from. We're all students of Jules Swales, the method writing process created by Jack, is it Jack Grapes, is that it?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: um, how has method writing impacted your writing?
1: Well, so while I've always loved writing, it, I never really studied the craft. And I method writing is the only way I've studied the craft. So I can't say much about other ways to work the craft. But it really speaks to me, and I love the different levels where it's just a focus on this is what you're working on, go. Um, so I'm not sure I'm answering the question, but there is something about shifting from just writing for myself to really honoring writing as a craft
2: hmm. that
1: I think method writing was part of has def- has been key um, in my journey with that. And it's lovely to see, I can still go back to my old way of writing, journaling, just expressing, but all the stuff I've studied comes through no matter what. And I can see that it's richer, it's juicier, not only for perhaps some potential potential reader, but also for myself, I get to express more, right? More than I might have without studying these
0: levels. Well, it seems like what I just felt when you said that is there's more different ways and unique ways to express yourself and the variety in which you get to express yourself. It becomes a richer expression of you. Yes, yes. Like rather than our habitual ways of expressing, all of a sudden there's there's new ways and different ways to go.
1: Oh, I love that you said that because that at least for me in my life right now, the habitual ways I'm really aware of wanting to break out of all of my habitual ways. And I hadn't considered that, yes, in writing, breaking out of our habitual ways. Lately, yesterday, I said to my husband, I'm kind of tired of how I speak, my pattern, my habit of even how I talk, right? There's a habitual way. And what would it be like to explore other facets of ourselves? Hmm by letting go of habit and trying something new, like what method writing offers. And specifically the muses, you know, what this book is really about. Um, I want to go and do them all again, because I know there's more, like that was just like a surface cut on, on these parts of ourselves, these parts of myself Mm. that got to come through and speak.
2: And I know there's more. Mm. There's something, um,
0: like if we didn't have habits, I think what the muses did, it allowed the energy. I mean, this is what it did for me. It allowed the energy just to be expressed and what it wanted to be expressed. But it didn't go through my habitual way. I don't know if you saw that.
2: Yeah, that's beautiful.
1: Yeah. And I, I might have had to write all week to get out of my habitual way to get to that nugget again of unfiltered. Yeah. Um, so that's why also the practice of writing for me is huge. It's not just to produce something, but the practice of, you know, Jules's classes, for example, set up where we're working on one muse per week. It's not necessarily about, I need a final product to speak and read in class. It's every step of the journey and writing four or five, six times that week got me a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. And sometimes I'd fall deeper, faster, and then all my habitual ways might cover it up. So it was interesting without judgment to see it's all powerful. It's all, but again, it kind of reminds me of the metaphor you used of the treasure chest, because within the week's writing, there'll be one or two that has more energy and power that I'll see as like, this is the piece.
0: Yeah, you can feel it. Yeah. Now, know, you, when we were talking earlier, you said what you loved about the class was listening to people. And I was so curious why that?
1: I feel like I learned more, not more than writing, but I learned so much about the craft, about writing, by hearing other people's unique voices coming through in their way to say truth, genius, whatever's coming through, right? All of us that has this power might be from the same source, but it comes through in our own unique voices. And I, the richness of listening. I mean, that's what I miss the most right now. It's just, it's not my writing practice because I can keep going on that on my own, but Listening to other writers and hearing um, the power of exercises that we're doing, right? That's all we're really doing, but the power of their voices being unleashed week after week as they explore new territory and get out of their habits, and still, like, you can hear that person's essence through all wow. it from day one to you know three years later. But it's different. It's richer. It's powerful. It's in a new way. And even with the book, one of my favorite things was the collaboration where um, working with a number of people who uh, were in my classes. We'd look at each other's work and help each other edit. And like that was a whole nother piece. There's the writing. And I had so much fun on the collaboration of looking at something I'd written and working it. Right. Editing for me is a whole different part of my brain that gets switched on. That was also a lot of fun. And then with my own work and with other people's work and playing, it felt like play. And that's how I approached all of this. And that's the other piece of it. Right. I approached, you know, if I had thought about it from, oh, I'm going to publish something and it would have just created a mess in my mind, (laughs) Instead, it was just like, I think it's a yes. Okay, well, let me take the next step and see what happens. And oh, okay, let's play with this editing process. And okay, I guess here, here are my pieces I'm submitting. It was just being very present step-by-step step in the process and not getting ahead of myself. And enjoy, like it was play, it was play.
0: It, it, what's the difference between play and pressure to you? I mean, that's huge,
1: right? <laughs> um for me well as we're talking I feel playful I feel light uh when I thought about I'm getting recorded for a podcast I that can create pressure of like do I need to show up in a certain way do but luckily like I am you know (laughs) I'm well versed with that doesn't work so I kind of let that go faster than I used to um the pressure for me inhibits the gold inhibits that treasure we're talking about to come through whether it's in this conversation or in writing or in anything we do right like how I have a post-it that says play that I'm staring at on my wall because it is something for me of like remembering to just lighten up it's not so serious (laughs) it's okay
0: (laughs) It's always, he yeah, had to light enough to not take it so serious. I, I'm curious, you are also a coach and you studied what we, the three principles and for people who are listening, that's Sid Banks. You can look him up. But you're listening to the writing and writers. Did it impact how you listen to your clients? Mm, that's a great question. I'm sure
2: it did. I haven't thought about that connection.
1: That is beautiful. In fact, I'm not sure how to answer that other, other than actually to take that with me into my client calls to, to, to kind of look and see and watch. Am I listening? Because their unique voices are coming through and their way of sharing is coming through. Um, yeah, I wish I had a better answer, but at the moment, I'm, I'm curious as well, you know, to so look at it myself.
2: I don't know
0: because I I saw for myself clients, like when Jules speaks um, in the writing, we use the I voice rather than the you. And I see that when people start talking about the you, that they can't be with the energy of what's true for themselves.
1: Yes. Well, that from the studies I did at USM, University of Santa Monica, I think that was, that's something I've been aware of, even in myself if I sometimes go to the you versus I, and how powerful it is. And yeah, how often clients
0: go to you. So, a, say more about that the study and what you saw.
1: Yeah, I think it was something that was um, brought forward back in, in those classes early on. If anyone was sharing, we were the reflection was come back to I, say the same thing from I, and feel the difference in the energy when you own it as I which is you know as we're talking what occurs to me is also in the writing the muses it's the I showing up right on the page and the vulnerability of that versus saying
0: something
1: about a muse as a you and by you we mean the collective you right we're just kind of creating more distance between
0: ourselves what I just saw um, from what you just said, is the I as the connection to this energy, this aliveness in us, I don't know. and the you is the ego being separate from it. And I had never seen it till right now. Me neither. That's that's stunning. But I just saw it with what you felt, what the way you said it.
2: Yeah.
0: Is the I as I'm connected to the divinity in me, and it will come across unique. Yeah. That is super
1: powerful. You're right. And you know what brings, uh, that connects me to recently, I was thinking about staying in the eye in my energy field and my body and what am I experiencing? And it's like, so I'm like, it's so the opposite of selfish, right? What you just said kind of articulated it for me, like connected the dots because that is being in the presence that's being in
2: our
0: oh my god i mean just it um when you just said selfish it's like it's a way if we label that as selfish it also diminishes our power
2: yes but how many it's a yeah
0: especially for women
1: exactly what i was gonna say
2: yes Mm.
1: But selfish or self-centered, it's weird because I do want to say self-centered. Where else did oh, it come from?
0: Oh my God, self-centered just has a whole, talk about the power of words.
2: Yeah. A whole and difference. I've
0: never seen, self-centered is the most powerful thing we can be, is centered in the self.
2: With a capital S, self.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm. sorry my my mind is kind of like whoa what just happened
2: <laughs> no apologies this no yeah mm. Mm. and that's what jules would have us do
0: is write from the eye that we got to explore the gold in us
2: oh i love that phrase right there
1: we got to explore the gold in us. It's so true. And I would expand that to we get to explore the golden us every day in every way, in in all ways. I mean, how gorgeous is that statement you just made. We get to explore the golden us.
2: Mm. And yes, writing is one of the ways. Mm. Mm.
0: But what I love, what you said earlier, it's getting away from the noise and the habits Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and quieting down into the space where the gold is.
2: Right. And I think, you know, connecting that back to why I
1: enjoyed listening so much. Mm Because I think when we're listening, when I am listening, When I was listening in class, I was in this open, empty space
2: of receiving others' gold.
0: Oh my God. No, what the oh my gosh. But hold on. (laughs) I just like you blew my mind. Is the power is that what you felt was your open, receptive nature?
2: Yeah. Hmm.
0: the truth of who you are, like you dropped into the, because I've not, and all these interviews, you're the first person who said, God, I love listening to other people. Oh my gosh.
2: did. Awesome.
0: But what I'm hearing is what you loved is feeling your true nature. Absolutely. Which is open and receptive. Right. Oh my God. I feel like I could go take a nap. You're <laughs> just like blissed out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
1: you know, and and something's connecting for me as you're reflecting that back is, yes, in our so when I'm in that open mind, true nature' space, and i and then I said, right? it's I was receiving hearing others gold. I wasn't looking for critiquing their work. nothing was it was never about critiquing. It was something beautiful was happening each time wow. I heard another human's heart on the page, right? On the spoken aloud. It was true receiving, meeting,
2: feeling, seeing.
0: All I, um, I'm gonna extrapolate this because you're a coach. The person who gets to sit down with you in front of you, they get to shine, like their gold gets to be seen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they get to notice it and experience it oh. because it's reflected back.
2: That's
1: such a beautiful, thank you for saying that. And I feel like it's happening with you, by the way, in your, <laughs> i not deflecting. I receive that and it's a powerful thing to sit with actually, as I, you know, go into my coaching calls because I don't think I've connected that before um so I don't and Anna you have a you're holding a space that's so beautiful Mm -hmm. where I feel so safe not even safe let's not it's like it's just happening as we're speaking and your questions and your curiosity and your love like the space Mm -hmm. feels like the thing we're talking about right living in that open true self, true nature space is where I feel like you and I are
2: happen to be communicating with our voices within it.
0: God, the feeling I have right now with you in this conversation, I feel bliss, Mm -hmm. which is um, such an interesting feeling to have in a conversation. Yeah. I don't know that i mean you know when you've had like that first bite of a great piece of like pizza or like a great something you love like i love a great homemade pasta like Mm -hmm. i made a, a fresh pasta last night you know homemade pasta with tomatoes from the garden and basil and and parsley and with some onion and garlic. And it was, everything was so fresh in that first bite and you just feel the, Mm -hmm. and it's interesting to be this present with a human being and have that same feeling. I love that. Like that's what's possible. But that's to me, when you were listening to people is you felt the gold and it blissed you out.
1: Oh, it so did. I'd be high after class.
2: (laughs) yes (laughs)
0: oh wow oh wow (laughs) so what what you're pointing to is what's what i just saw what's possible is that when you what did you say when you get really quiet and you're completely open and people's gold or their heart touches you you get blissed out like that's the nature of it
1: yeah because as you just described feeling bliss i was like what am i i feel a radiance Right? I feel like my heart is just full and bursting with love, with joy, What the words are right? not quite right. Here we are talking about writing and I'm not sure what the words are, but the feeling is just open-hearted and it feels, yeah. And that's what I would leave class with, feeling this And it's such a treat right now. I had no idea what to expect in this conversation, but this is just heaven. Like, this is so lovely to be in this
0: space with you. my God, I'm wondering, what I'm curious about is when you were in class, I I can imagine if I was a writer, like what I would write would show up differently based on the person who was listening.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I don't know what I mean by that, but I remember the thought that just came in was that Dick and Bettinger said you could listen to people into well-being. That's a beautiful And what I I just saw was I think you could listen people into their genius.
1: I see, I see. Yes, that's beautiful. The power of truly listening to someone. I love both those lines. Listening to someone you can listen someone into their well-being and then your next your statement you can listen someone into their genius
0: oh my god but i think that's what i've been wondering
2: i mean that i can reflect only from the place of
1: being heard in class that there was something definitely very powerful for me to speak my words right because i can't know the impact for others, but I know that for myself in the safe, sacred space of class, when I would speak words that were vulnerable, speak my pieces and feel heard, but not just heard, right? There's something in the, it's the heard from that very pure honoring space of someone received
0: me. Yeah, that's it is they received that because I hear you receiving everyone. It and I'm my- wondering, what's the nature of receiving when you're doing that? Like, what is that?
1: Well, at first I was going to say it's my favorite thing to do. Like, what I miss most is listening to
2: everybody. Like, it was it was so inspiring to listen. Um, <laughs> like, it moved me. Everything moved me. Yeah. So i not sure I'm answering your actual question, but.
0: There was something about, you said, it you said when you were received. Mm, mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm really curious is because. You know, what's the nature of receiving? What, how did you know when you were received? What was. Like yeah. that's such an interesting question. Cause that's what you were doing for people.
1: Right now, whether each individual person felt it or not is up to that person, right? So that's a question, what is it about being received? So, and it was so, I feel like, oh, this is interesting. And I'm not sure I'm gonna get the words quite right, but I'm gonna explore it. Um, If I could share from that same open, vulnerable, I'm gonna call it vulnerable because when I'm sharing my work, it is vulnerable for me. Versus listening, listening was much easier. (laughs) Um, So to feel received, I had to also be unblocked to felt, feel received. Does that
2: make sense? Like Mm -hmm.
1: I had to be out of my own stuff
2: to truly feel received. There's something here. I
0: I, I can feel it too. Yep
2: it it feels like um
0: it feels like sometimes I have an octopus on the back or front of my heart or maybe it's all over and what you're doing when you were listening to people is there was no octopus it was just a clear channel of energy that could flow through your heart there was no filter in front of it no thought before it
1: beautifully said and that was very true for the listening piece. And does the octopus get in the way when I'm sharing to truly oh. feel that I am seen and I am received? Oh. Sometimes, sometimes not, right? Like, But that's our self, to me, the octopus
0: is my self-protection, is my. Well, and that's what I wonder about the I and the you. Mm-hmm. I wonder how we receive ourselves. If that's the only person that has to be received as ourselves in this energy.
2: Well, it's so powerful what you're saying, because it's what, what I'm feeling is it's in dialogue with you. It's
1: in presence with you. It's in this reflection that I can receive myself. Without you, without a container, right? How do I, yes, tell me what you're feeling. Because this is feels
2: pretty big to me too. <laughs> How do I receive myself without the loving presence of another? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I wonder
0: what just, oh my gosh, we look horizontally outside of us for that presence. And yes, it is in you and I right now, but I wonder if we feel the presence of God and God receives us and reflects back us
1: vertically versus horizontally and as soon as you said that you know what i just realized that's what writing is for me that's a space in which whether i share it or not i'm receiving myself slash god
2: connection self. yeah that's the reflection that's happening then
0: yeah so when you write you're connecting to god
2: Right, yes. Which is why I wrote all the time and still write all the time.
0: Well, of course.
2: Right, exactly. So it's like, What? I mean, oh, <laughs> no wonder.
0: Holy schmoly. <laughs> yeah, we look for the reflection outside horizontally. I look for the reflection outside of me rather than internally, vertically to God to reflect me. I don't know what I'm saying right now, but I can somehow.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I want to also, I don't want to negate the horizontal because I think there's so much richness in our human connection to share that divine connection with each other. Doesn't it expand and why we both are feeling this like ah uh-huh. like because in the shared space it gets louder, bigger, brighter, more yeah. maybe even more
2: um, tangible, more manifest.
0: Yeah. No, it get it. it the echo gets um, louder. Yeah. To me.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad glad
0: you're here. This this is, and believe it or not, this is where we're at the end of our time together. And what a great way to end it. So Neha, I mean, I, I, whoever gets to sit with you is blessed because I just got to sit with you. Mm. And so how do people find you? How do they connect with you?
1: Oh, you're so sweet Anna. And I feel the same about you. I feel so grateful for this space and time and sharing this, this divinity with you, this this love, this bliss. Um, The easiest way to connect with me, I think my name will be listed on it, but two ways, very simple. My email address is neha, N-E-H-A 22 at gmail.com. And so I will invite any communication that way. But if you want to see more about me, um, I would use my LinkedIn profile where you can just look up Neha, N-E-H-A. And my last name is Vyas, V-Y-A-S. It should be pretty easy to find, I think, that way.
0: Great. And it will all be linked in the bio, etc. cetera. So I can't thank you enough for coming on. What a rich, beautiful conversation and I hope one day that I get to take class with you because I'd love to be listened by you. <laughs> would Thank, you. That.
2: Thank
1: you. Thank you.